KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio in depth. I'm Charlotte Reese. America loves celebrity politicians. Ronald Reagan went from Hollywood to the White House. Donald Trump became a household name with a reality TV show before he became president. And now, polls suggest we could see The Rock take the oath of office sometime in the not-so-distant future. So, why are Americans drawn to celebrity politicians? And what makes celebrities want to have a career in politics? Dr. Hilda von der Bulk is professor and chair of the Department of Communication at Drexel University. Just to start off, there I've been seeing so many different polls out, different articles out, that there's this huge number of people. I think the main headline is that Matthew McConaughey wants to possibly run for governor of Texas. And I saw another thing that it was about 50% of respondents wanted The Rock, the wrestler for president. I mean, and our most recent president, Donald Trump, before he was president, he was a longtime reality TV star. And if you keep going, you know, there's more and more examples of American celebrities who successfully transitioned into political careers. Can we just start, like, what are your thoughts about what draws celebrities into public office? Oh, that's a first good question, actually. And I think it it's not super new. It seems to be more predominant, probably, right? But we can go all the way back to Ronald Reagan, obviously, who, you know, that was the 80s, right? So that's been a while when he, as an actor, then also ended up as president. So it's not entirely new. There's other examples in other countries, too, Sort of the research when you read about it is that you find that quite often, traditionally, mostly, that celebrities, you know, it's this incredible life where you're, you are larger than life, right? And you have what some of them would call this embarrassment of wealth and fame. And many of them seem to come to a point in their life where they feel that they need to find a new way to give meaning to their life, right? So if you read sort of with interviews with celebrities over time that have moved into either celebrity activism, right? Helping to care for the environment or, you know, the way Angelina Jolie speaks up for UN sort of refugees and things like that. So it's for them to give extra meaning on this line because it's, you know, we all think that must be amazing to be rich and famous, right? But apparently once you are, it may feel like, you know, particularly in the entertainment industry, they seem to feel like it's kind of fluffy, And so they want a bit more substance so that what they want is to use their visibility to sort of maybe also have a bit of power. And that can go from sort of very benign idea of giving personal fulfillment by helping other people to really just a lust for power. And I think maybe the most recent president was maybe more an example, or, you know, not the current one, but the one we just had for four years is maybe more of an example of the latter case where that power is necessarily not so much just about fulfillment and helping other people, but really a sense of being, you know, powerful in comparison to others. At the same time, I think there's also then the celebrity, the politicians who want to use their power to get more visibility and celebrity status. So I think, again, that works kind of in two directions. They also say, because there is way more of this than there was, say, 30 years ago or even 20 years ago. If one of them, certainly in American celebrity culture, the 9-11 events, there was a lot of discussion about is this has, you know, sort of self-reflection apart from the horrors that had happened, but sort of a self-reflection like have we been become too obsessed 
with, you know, just following celebrities and this sort of always that idea that that's a superficial thing, which I'm not necessarily in agreement with. But no, have we lost sight of the real important things? And is this why this can happen and that we are so entirely surprised? And there was a lot of commentary back in the day sort of suggesting that maybe, you know, the impact of 9-11 and this idea we need to reflect more on life means that celebrities will become less important. But what you've seen instead is this whole movement of celebrities feeling that it's really now part of their job description to also be a little bit political. And as I said, that can just go from sort of endorsing environmental issues all the way to becoming a politician. Yeah, definitely. And that's interesting that you bring up 9-11 and how there was kind of like a pivotal moment there, because I think on the other side of that, too, it's kind of why do we as, you know, the people of America want to be represented by celebrities? I mean, what makes the electorate, you know, you, me, regular people want to trust celebrities enough to give them this power? Yes. And I think there's various reasons, depending on maybe, you know, different types of audiences, I guess. I think for some, if you think, if you look at at the previous president, and there's many things that played into why this person became the president, but one of the things is also because people knew his face from television and enjoyed the kind of antics of that sort of reality-type television, right? So in that sense, your visibility is already there. And for many people who might not necessarily be very much interested in politics, that's at least a familiar face. And that seems to be someone who had the image of, you know, knows what he's doing. And then there's also all the other political things. I think also on the other hand, we have this thing that where, where it starts from the celebrity idea that we no longer want celebrities to be just superficial thing. We expect celebrities to be more. And I think we've actually become more critical of celebrities than we maybe were 30, 40 years ago, where this was just a famous actress and that we were happy to see them in beautiful clothes or whatever, right? We expect way more of them. And you can also see, for instance, if you look at their celebrity activism, if you think about what they did 30 years ago, it was very much a poster face for it. And, you know, if you would have a conversation with them, they would might not necessarily have so much to say about their topics. Whereas if you look at these celebrities who are engaged in that today, like George Clooney or, you know, Angelina Jolie, these people, they read up, they have advisors, they have experts telling them, you know, everything. And so we expect more of them in return. They do know are more political. And then the next step is then we think, well, I think you should be (laughs) my next governor. Right. So I think it's, it's again, those two sides to it. Yeah. And I definitely, I mean, this is, you know, my cynical side of things because It's almost like, you know, do we really want The Rock to be president or do we just want to see President The Rock? You know, it's not to single him out, too. I mean, you know, he seems like a great guy, like, you know, yada, yada. But, you know, are we making political choices right now as people or do you think like somewhat people just kind of want to see some I don't want to say like the world burn, but just like something happened because it beats like what's kind of happening now. I think there is something interesting going on, which I think it may be more for political scientists and sociologists, which, you know, it's interesting to talk about celebrities to them. I think there is an interesting disconnect. And for instance, this is how populism works. If you think about populism, and I'm not saying that everybody who likes uh, celebrities in, in political context is a populist, right? But if you think about how populism works, That means that you will vote for people who claim to represent the ordinary man, but none of them are. Donald Trump was a very rich person who claimed that he would speak for the ordinary person. 
Uh, Boris Johnson in the UK, who's not a celebrity, but, you know, he's a populist politician, claims to speak for the average Briton, right, who would be protected from, in the case of Brexit, that terrible thing. Whereas really, if you look at his background, this is, again, a very privileged kind of person. So I think we have sort of lost that connection that maybe people in general have lost a connection to what would be old school politics, where you really look at the program and what they stand for and whether they really represent that. And I think we're more used to going by the way the, the mediated representation. We live in such a mediated culture and, and both the media and the, the notion of celebrity has become so much part of our lives that that is kind of one of the things that we go by. And we maybe have stopped thinking about politics as this nitty gritty thinking about infrastructure and social equalities and minimum wage and just more in general as something I want to see a politician because that's such a, you know, they're all out there on on Capitol Hill or on Capitol, strangers in suits. We don't know them. We have no idea what they're doing. That's kind of the sentiment. And somehow if that person that goes to Washington is someone we've seen on television or we follow on Instagram, we kind of feel more connected. And then so when I end up going, if I'm not really political and I end up and I go and vote, let's keep in mind the percentage of people that go and vote is not always that high, Right. I might just think like, you know what? I actually feel that I know this person better because that's one of the interesting things about celebrity is that it's a very unequal relationship. We sort of feel that we know everything about these people and they know nothing about us other than whether we have vote, you know, whether we're one of their 10 million votes or not, or whether if it's just a regular celebrity, whether we bought their, you know, their music, et cetera, et cetera. And, but it's also, we think we know everything about them. And even though they're all on Instagram and sort of pretending to show their real life, we know very little about them. And I think and that's, that's one of the interesting things about social media that people maybe not talk so much about when it comes to politics. Because when we talk about politics, all about fake news and things like that, right? Which are very serious issues. But I think it is social media, and particularly the way celebrities, but also politicians are on social media, help to create the idea that we're now really looking behind the scenes. This is this person. This is, we're not just seeing an actor playing a role or what the mainstream media write about them or not even just a sort of, you know, paparazzi picture. This is, we assume, right, Madonna herself. I follow Madonna. I'm an old woman, so I follow. Mm -hmm. This is Madonna herself on Instagram. Let's not forget that Madonna has a full-time photographer, videographer, and many marketing people helping her to do these. And you can, in that case, this is just a stupid side thing, but I can usually tell if it was actually Madonna who posted something because she has a lot of typos. You can assume (laughs) that it was her PR team. And so, but it creates the impression more than ever that we feel that we know these people or, you know, these celebrities that we feel that we know seem to relate to us more than maybe that very serious politician who probably knows way more about the political issues at hand what we don't feel a connection to. And now there's even like this gray area because I keep seeing Andrew Yang being referred to as a celebrity politician. And that kind of goes back to like, you're, are politicians becoming celebrities or are they celebrity politicians? I mean, is there a true definition for what a celebrity politician can be? Yeah, I think it's really a sort of merging of these fields, right? And I think it kind of depends on your definition of celebrity. I don't want to get too <laughs> academic or technical because you can you can have famous people who are not necessarily celebrities. So I think a celebrity, the sort of ground rule is what we would consider a celebrity is someone where they come to a point where we 
where many people know about them way more than they can just, you know, their neighbors. And where we feel that we know more about their private life than actually the public thing that they originally became famous for. And in the celebrity world, that goes to the all to the Kardashians where their private and their public is the same almost. It's not, right? But, you know, but the, where they present themselves, that their public persona is their pretend private persona. So I think that that is sort of, so maybe not all the politicians are that kind of a celebrity because, you know, and Yang, we still don't know maybe that much about his personal life, but he fits the idea of a celebrity that he, the way he stands in the world, the way he presents his ideas, the way he relates to other people, the way he is very much based in a sort of the way celebrities are marketed it is more the st- strategies of how celebrities are in the world. Because an old school politician gets, you know, works very hard to get his first post in, you know, in a local government or whatever, works hard, stands out. So gets known beyond beyond the local, then stands for maybe, you know, state level and then at federal level, just working hard. Slightly a bit of the Bernie Sanders before he had the mittens mm-hmm. <laughs> at the opening, which blew him totally forever into the celebrity and the meme culture. I think Andrew Yang is another example of that is not necessarily the way he's gone about it. He just uses all these sort of marketing strategies and PR strategies that are typical of celebrities, where it is very much about how you present yourself, which has always been important. 200 years ago, politicians, it was important how they presented themselves to the world, but obviously it was slightly different. So I think it's there is a merger there of not just, it's both celebrity culture and political life, but also celebrity industry to the extent that politics is a little bit of an industry and definitely in the US, if you look at the amount of money that goes on in, in campaigning and things, they, they, they seem to be merging a little bit. Is this is this an American thing or does does this happen at all in other places where, you know, an actor gets on the ballot or anything like that? Yes, I think some of it is more American. As I said before, I, I've done a lot of research into sort of celebrities moving into activism, right? And then you will see that in many European countries, for instance, and still I'm talking about the Western world here, right? Very interesting cases of celebrity culture in, in Asian cultures, for instance. I just know less about that to my shame, right? But I think in Europe, for instance, they've always been way more careful to sort of be expressively political in terms of I endorse this candidate versus that candidate. It's kind of safer to care about the environment, although it, that is very politicized these days, definitely in the U.S., but it's still safer to sort of, as a celebrity, right, to not sort of insult too much of your audience by saying we want to save the planet. It's a safe thing to say rather than say, I think you should vote for that candidate. You can really alienate your own fandom or your own. Think about how, for instance, Taylor Swift was very careful in, for a long time in sort of endorsing it. That's because she, she comes out of that country tradition, still has a huge fan base that is probably not the average pop fan base. And I think for a long time, she was kind of worried about sort of, you know, alienating her audience. So I think in Europe, it is slightly different. At the same time, there too, you see these things happening. And, you know, you also get more and more people that are not really from a, you know, a political background that make it into these things. But some of it is very much uh, the US. And there's many reasons. One of it is obviously that if I'm an actor in the US, one, I have a huge international audience, probably, if I'm a famous celebrity. So, you know, so even if I alienate half of the Americans, one, there's so many Americans, I still have a huge fan base. If I, you know, if I say I endorse A rather than B, a lot of people might be angry. There still be a lot of people who think, cool, right? 
And I have this whole international audience, whereas, you know, if you're world famous in, in Belgium, there's only 10 million Belgians. This is all the New Yorkers, right? Mm-hmm. That you quite, you know, if you alienate half of them, it gets kind of a small group of people who will continue to like you. So I think there's that basic thing. But there's also other things. I think the way political systems are organized, U.S. systems, U.K. system is very much a two-party system. And that reflects itself, I think, way more in people, very more obviously being A or B. Whereas in many European countries, you have a range of parties and there's always coalitions. Yeah, no, that those are good points. And I know you've done a lot of work on media culture, celebrity culture, things like that. And we we talked about looking back through history Ronald Reagan, you know, Donald Trump is kind of that current example. Is there any other people that come to mind when you think about these paths or good examples or maybe even people, I know we mentioned Matthew McConaughey, people that you're kind of keeping your eye on now and seeing if they do kind of make this switch over? I think there's, there is, on the one hand, there's these celebrities that are very big at sort of, you know, activism. The George, Clo- George Clooney, people, every couple of years, people, and it's died down now. But for for a while, there was, you know, everybody expected him almost also to maybe run for governor of California. That's another example where they already had, right, an an Austrian celebrity basically uh, making it to governor. Angelina Jolie is another one of of these, you know, people that go beyond the average endorsement of political issues. And therefore, people expect them to get a real political, might want to run for a political post. And then I think, but there there could also be, yeah, it's hard to say because exactly for the reasons we talked about that you don't need to have been very political because if you, you know, I was just reading a piece about Matthew McConaughey, other than that, he said a couple of months ago that we need more mainstream Republicans or conservatives. He doesn't have a particular history of not even activism or maybe philanthropy, probably, but he doesn't have much. It gets picked up suddenly quickly. And then it seems to go a little bit viral for some reasons. Right. And I think in his case, it was a combination that someone ran a poll and found that more, the majority of, of Texans would rather vote for him than their current um, governor, I believe. So it's, sometimes these things sort of go viral. And then you also have, and the media play a part in that, right? I think at some point a couple of months ago in the whole war between the British royals and the, and the media, right? That's very complicated there. You were suddenly saying, oh, maybe Meghan Markle will want to run for president. You go like, really? This woman has just been slightly closer to politics and probably had not a good time, right, by moving into that royal family. How how can you realistically, but it starts to build. And in some cases, maybe these celebrities can get sort of convinced. I think the last time, let me think, I think two years ago, there was, was it two years ago, the new New York governor and it went back to Como, but I think that uh, one of the actresses from Sex and the City ran, was a candidate. That came a little bit out of nowhere to most people. That gets hyped, right? That turns into a media event, more than a political event almost. And then wasn't a big success and she disappeared again, right? She might return, but I, I have not seen her in terms of, you know, they're going to elect a mayor for New York soon. She hasn't returned. So it's there's a lot of fluctuation there. And it's kind of unexpected. I don't think... Trump particularly was high on people's sort of agenda of he's definitely going to run for office at some point. Something changed that we don't maybe don't know. Someone started uh, convincing him that it might be a good day and that idea. And, you know, maybe if you push the right buttons and that can differ from celebrities to celebrity, that's where it happened. And I think the main thing is, you know, that whole range from people have been sort of politically interested 
as celebrities their whole lives to those who have not, the fact that we live in such a mediated world that, you know, and such a celebrity dominated world makes that all seem way more normal <laughs> than it been 20, 30 years ago. It's a bit like that, right? I mean, JFK was a politician, but definitely an example of someone who became a celebrity politician, partly because of private life, but also because of partly charisma that can be still considered as a political characteristic, but also the glamorous wife, and maybe also a bit the gossip, right, <laughs> about his private life that sort of made him a celebrity, not as much as a politician, but in a, to a large extent. It has always been there, but it is the world. We are really much more in a saturated situation in that again, really media saturation and celebrity saturation. And and you say um, it depends on the celebrity, which I think is another important part, right? Like how um, the Sex and the City woman lost against Cuomo and that whole thing. And then how Matthew McConaughey, I mean, you know, Republicans are kind of looking for that kind of light. Uh, and given, you know, what has happened in the past, do you think one party, you know, fares better than the other when it comes to celebrity politicians or even vice versa? My sense is that definitely for those top posts, there's more Republican examples of this, it seems, than Democratic examples, right? Ronald Reagan, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger ran as a Republican, mm-hmm. although he was married to Mary Shriver from the, uh, you know, from the Kennedy family. Mm-hmm. I think he ran as a Republican. Someone might send you an email to correct me. Mm-hmm. I have a sense it's a, it seems to today at least, or the last 20 years, that a little bit more, but I don't think you can make any really hard statements about that. I think it's in general, it is some... Times you get, yeah, it, it's really that collabor not a collaboration, but it's if you think about celebrities, apart from politics, even it's always a sort of a triangular relationship between that person wanting to be famous, remaining famous, or you know, and the individual consumers, fans, whatever, and then the media. And there is kind of a triangular relationship, and they all partly need each other and partly fight each other, right? Media hate it when they feel manipulated by celebrities. You can ask the younger version of Paris Hilton when she was sort of in the media every day until the media were fed up because they felt that it were being used by Paris Hilton, right? On the other hand, they need news about Paris Hilton because, you know, we want to read it. They, they want clickbait, right? And we need the media to know about our celebrities, but sometimes we also feel that it's too much or, you know, that we feel betrayed by celebrities. So there's already a lot of complexity there And then politics and media and citizens then also have a complicated relationship. And these two sort of merge, which means that there's many different factors at many different points in time also that make one of these things more standing out. And why maybe some of them then actually make it into being a politician or why some politicians really make it into being a celebrity. I think there's also politicians that started out as politicians and turned into celebrities where, and I'm trying to think of an American example, I can't top of my head, but where we realize at some point probably that, well, if I think about this person, I just know them because maybe because let me say the typical thing, they become celebrities because of their private life, maybe the affairs they've had or many different partners or whatever, right? Anything like, do I actually know what he or she stands for in terms of politics, right? Because we get focused on one particular thing and then sort of, you know, we lose sight. Is that worrying? I don't know. I, I really think... It is a little worrying because you would want, if you think about it as a, as a, as a, you know, as a social scientist and as someone, I like to think of myself as someone who cares about politics because I care about how society is organized. 
yes, I think it's it is to some extent problematic that we're gonna pick people to run the country or help run the country. They have very little idea maybe about how to run a country, right? But are just well known. On the other hand, I think to really understand it properly, we might have to look back even 200 years ago. If you try and think about politics before media saturation, you have to wonder, you know, if you had to go and vote for a president before the media told us everything all the time, how much did we know about that? You know, how much did people know about those politicians? In a different way there too, people were maybe guided by things that were not purely the politics of these people. Sometimes we always, this is something... I guess that, and it's, this is one of the fascinating things about what I study is there's always stuff changing and it's always, you know, it's everybody knows about it, but it's always good to take a step back because the what's happening now always feels so dramatic and such a big change, right? But it's always healthy to maybe take a step back and look a bit further back and see, was it really at the bottom? <laughs> you know, if we strip away all the contemporary things, was it 200 years ago really that different? Right. And I mean, as you said, right, like media, it's all interconnected. And who even knows where our media platforms are going to go in the future, how much they've grown even, you know, since I was a kid. And if you can, I mean, you know, talking about the past, but how do you see things going in the future? Do you think, you know, our movie stars are just going to continue getting this momentum into public office? Or do you think we'll ever kind of see that point again where regular people can dream about being elected officials again? I like the way you phrase your question, because I think that last thing, that's important, right? I think if if you're, you know, you can't also blame people for being a celebrity in a way, right? You can't blame George Clooney for having made it in movies. If that man is very serious about his knowledge about, in his case, international affairs and politics in Africa and, and, and you know, things like that, Good for him. He probably knows more about it than than many average people, right? And if they then want to sort of, you know, try and bank on that and if and have a good aim of trying to change something, well, good for them. What is more important is, does that mean the potential for, for regular people, if you tomorrow feel like you want to run and on a real program, because, you know, I hope you have a lot of viewers for your, you know, but you might not compete at this point. Maybe I hope you get very successful with your blog might at this point, not be able to compete with, you know, with a big celebrity. We need to make sure that politics is organized in a way that you too can stand a chance. And then it should be up to both of you to just present your case and, you know, have the better argument. And do we expect that they have either a bit of glamour or sort of that celebrity thing. I think that has always been there. There was always the draft politician versus the, you know, the more shiny politician. If you think of Boris, Boris Johnson is a very peculiar person. And when he was mayor of London, people didn't particularly like him because he is a little, he's really crazy. He's also very elite, although he sells it as something else. He's really not such a very good politician. But, you know, the person before him was a woman who probably worked hard, but was I'm going to say something terrible, but dull as a dishcloth, right? <laughs> so maybe she couldn't sell her program for that reason. So we don't necessarily, it's good that they know how to sell themselves as long as they also sell ideas. What is important, I think, in politics is that those who set up the political structures make sure that people who are not celebrities or maybe do not have a lot of money or you know manage to attract these huge uh, financial backup that they also stand a fair chance. And I think that's something, and that's actually, 
even if you think away the celebrity, I think that's a big issue in American politics and in, but certainly in American politics, which is very much, you know, in many, let's say, I'm sorry, I talk about Europe, it's to compare, right? And that's just what I more is that in many European countries, it's very strictly limited how much a politician can spend on their campaign. For instance, the country where I come from, very limited. And most of that money comes from the state and from the taxpayers to avoid politicians having to take money from people with a vested interest in, in, in what that politician would sort of put forward as legislation, like big companies, right? Is that a best system? That's not what I'm saying. But that's something that is nothing to do with celebrity, but that is very important in thinking through your system of how your politics are organized in a particular country. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of layers to that, definitely. Not it, it goes beyond, right, like your followers on Twitter and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, and followers on Twitter are important these days. And so be it, right? I mean, and for many reasons. And it's also fun. I follow people on, on you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I get a lot of information from Twitter. I left Twitter in the middle of the pandemic because I didn't have enough other impulses and it was just too negative. Twitter is so negative. You know, I follow a lot of people on Instagram because they're interesting and I learn a lot from following them. So that's, it's it's too easy to do it black and white. If we would remove social media, would all our problems be solved, our political problems? No. Social media may have exacerbated certain things, but that's not. That's just technology that enables and maybe, you know, enables certain forces more than others but it's just technology. We can change technology if we want to. It's how we use the technology that, that, you know, how we use the media that makes a difference, I think. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Charlotte Reese, and we'll have another episode out soon.